DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Com Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for time. Hour number two of the program. I'm Rod Cherry for Zach Bai today. He was on assignment. Brandon Stokely flanking me to my right on the final day, at least as far as fans and media are concerned. Of some training people camp. start and some people finish. Some people just start and can't finish that, uh, Raj. You know, you, you know had it going saying? until you called me Zach. I mean, it was a perfect right. line and then just, God. Some people start and they finish. Some people start and they don't finish. You <laughs> know what I'm saying, Rosh? I know what you're saying, yep. uh, And we've, all been, we've been out here not only today, but all during training camp, thanks to our friends over at Ting Internet. If you live here in Centennial, make Ting your light-speed Internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Go to ting.com slash centennial for more info. My main man from denversports.com, Orange and Blue Today. Cease Salami is joining us as well. And Cease, I want you to listen to this because I, I'll be honest, I had never even heard of this dude uh, and you were the first person who told me about him early during, uh, it might have been before training camp, you brought him up to me. And I think that this young kid trying to make the Broncos has made an impression when Sean Payton brings his name up unsolicited and listen to who he compares him to. This is Sean Payton when asked about certain styles of running backs that he's used in his time. Yeah, I mean, historically, I've been fortunate to have been I don't know. People say he runs a dual back system. I, I just think there's a lot of attrition on a runner in our league. And so over the years, we've had kind of a joker player and Bush and Sproles, Camara. Those guys are running backs. And yet they do some other things in the passing game that, you know, that give them that tag. Um, so you could call it change of pace type player. Um, certainly McLaughlin's one of those candidates where he's a different style runner. Um you know, all these guys that are healthy are going to play in this game. Cool. That's think, good, Kev, right there. Um, you had just heard Sean Payton unsolicited. He wasn't asked a question about right. running back Jalen McLaughlin. Right. And he compares him to Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles, and Alvin Kamara in a role he calls a joker role. It's like we're probably thinking change of pace back or something. He calls it a joker. That's got to be a good sign for his chances to make this team, Cease. I think it's an excellent sign for that young man, and I'm going to compare him to a guy that you probably have a Broncos jersey of. He's Philip Lindsay with hands, everybody. Okay? That's exactly who Jaleel McLaughlin is, because like Phil, like Phil, feed Phil, he can run between the tackles as a smaller back. He's not looking to bounce it outside all the time, but when he does, he's gone. All he needs is a crease. If you give this young man the slightest sliver of daylight, Jaleel McLaughlin will crush you. He'll make you pay. And it's that speed and receiving ability. This is where he's different from Bill. Because if you want to play slot receiver, hey, that Jaleel McLaughlin, that 38, he's a pretty good slot receiver. You could sell that. You could totally sell that. He can run routes. This is different from other backs who are just like swing pass guys, screen pass guys, maybe a Texas route. McLaughlin can break ankles out there like AI. And it's great that the Broncos are keep moving him up and getting more first-team reps today. I love to see it. Still yeah. surprised Sean brought him up with uh, those other running backs' names? Um, no, um, not really. I mean, I say that because obviously those guys are on a whole other level than 
Jalil McGall. That's why I was right? surprised he did. But, but at the same time, that's that's what he he envisions this guy possibly being in that type of role, right? Being able to play in the slot a little bit, being able to play outside a little bit, or in the backfield, right? You know, he's on the football field. You never know where he's going to be. That type of role, I think, how he envisions him, so he compares him to those guys. Not that he's going to be that type of player, but that he could play that type of role, which I love. You know, we've been missing that type of running back yeah. that can make some kind of impact in the passing game. And what I'm interested to see is, and what I want to see is, you know, what does he look like in the slot, right? Let's put him in the slot uh, during a game and see, you know, how comfortable he is in there. Um, and then and then let's put him in the backfield a little bit. Let's, let's try to get the football in his hands. And the passing game, uh, obviously, last game, you know, I, I was like, that was one of the things that I was watching uh, for in the fourth quarter, besides hoping that my under would hit that didn't hit, <laughs> was, like, I want to see Jalil McLaughlin. I want to see more of him. Where right. is he? What, Tony, like, why are we watching? Like, where's Jalil? What? And then he finally got in, and it's like, okay, but I wanted to see more. I want to I test him more to see if he's ready to help this team out this year. And how do you do that? Well, you get him on the field more. Get him on the field earlier. Let's go. I and so think I think they will. Maybe they were trying to hide him last week. <laughs> And they're not going to be able to hide him this week, you know, given the running back injuries that they've already had with Beatty a little bit banged up because Beatty was making a push for that number three role, and he, like McLaughlin, is a speed guy, but he lacks the receiving ability that McLaughlin has, and he also needs more of a hole, more of a lane to really expose that speed, whereas McLaughlin, I'm telling you guys, he can get skinny. He's already a small back who can get skinny like Ant-Man, burst through, and then boom, take off to the house. I'm thinking about the role. Ant-Man? Yeah, he brought up Ant Man. He, he, he can't Ant-Man? help himself. Ant Man, he's like Paul Rudd. Uh, I remember when John Paul Fox Rudd. asked me that because his two sons work for Marvel, and I was talking to Foxy oh, on the that's side. That Marvel goes, stuff. Look at John too. But his sons didn't know who Robert Redford was because uh, Robert's in that movie. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm thinking about how Sean Payton is envisioning that role and how important it may be to him because consider the the names he mentioned. You can make an argument. Each one was the, an improvement over their predecessor. Reggie Bush was obviously highly touted. Darren Sproles might have even been more effective in the role. And then obviously we know what Alvin Kamara meant to the Saints. As I think about that and I look at their team now, I'm almost surprised that the Broncos didn't overly prioritize via the draft or free agency right. someone who sort of fits that role. Do you think that's because of the confidence in a young player like McLaughlin? I think it's because the way the draft fell, because Tajay Spears... Oh, we talked about him a ton before the draft. Where did he go? So he sorry. went to Tennessee. Okay. Guess who's blowing up Titans camp? Who? Tyson. Oh, so that was you, baby. Alvin Kamara in oh. this class. So you're gonna, we're going to call it a George Payton mistake. I'm not sure, but I know that Jaleel McLaughlin could cover up. Although if okay. you're going to claim okay. that, he can claim Kamara. He was talking about Kamara back uh, at like Tennessee. Uh, I remember that. Wow. I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. Well, and, and when you see that talent, and it's just so apparent. You love seeing it implemented. Sure. I don't want to pump the brakes on McLaughlin, but I also want to alert people that other jokers in this offense that were running back slash wide receivers were Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery didn't do anything for the Saints. Right. So, like, they're, you know. you got to be a player. Just because at? they put you at the joker right. position right. doesn't mean you're going to be Reggie. But you exactly. got to be able to do it, right? And exactly. go out there and do it. And I think. That's uh, why we need to see more yes. of McLaughlin. Yes. Can he do it? Yeah, exactly. I, I want to test him here. Um, and, and I think to your, to your question, Raj, like, that's always a priority, like good offensive linemen. But sometimes you come out of the draft and you just don't get one, right? You're not going to reach on uh, a guy that you have 10th on your board if you're in the second round, whatever the case may be, right? Sometimes that draft just doesn't fall the way that you want it to fall to draft someone. Uh, but certainly that position's a valuable position. That can help an offense. That can help a quarterback. 
right? Just like, okay, boom, I'm throwing, I'm throwing the little screen pass, a little check down. Reggie Bush is one-on-one with the linebacker, like, bam, bam. I mean, like, for a quarterback to have that type of weapon is such a luxury, and the Broncos have they, – they, listen, they haven't had a good – pass receiving running back they haven't had a slot receiver and they haven't had a name pass receiving tight end in years how are we supposed to be a good offense i mean just deduce that and you can deduce that hey they haven't been a good offense and i wonder why well that's part of it right there in a position those three positions that the nfl is exploding look across this league you see pass catching backs that are dangerous you see slot receiver. cooper cup's a household name i saw him on red turf at eastern washington is a household name now why these weapons, receiving tight ends, they're weapons now. And this team has been kind of denying those weapons based on the way they structured this roster, which obviously hasn't been good enough. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. It's the last day for us here at the DenverSports.com zone across the street from Training Camp where Con Construction, our friends, a commercial general contractor, especially in tenant improvement and design build projects for over three decades have been so hospitable to us. Con, K-A-H-N, construction.com. Yeah, we talk about McLaughlin, but really the big running back news coming out of Sean Payton has to do with Javante Williams. So the Broncos making the right decision, playing him in this preseason game. See you on our stick around. We'll wrap without that when we get back. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for tough. Stokely's with me, as is DenverSports.com's Cecil Lammy, and we're talking about the final day of training camp today and our final day out here at the DenverSports.com zone, and we're in this sort of bubble, so to speak, looking at football, and you take a bigger, broader look at the world and realize, wow, what's going on in Maui is just absolutely devastating, so we're trying to do our part. Our company, Bonneville's, launched a fundraiser to help the people of Maui. DenverSports.com, head to the top of the page, you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund, 100% of the donations. Go to the Hawaii Community Foundation that serves Maui. Again, just go to DenverSports.com, you'll see it right at the top of the page. Uh, Stoke, Cease, we were reacting to Sean Payton's comments, a little bit about Jaleel McLaughlin and calling him a joker and comparing him to some pretty notable names. But really the big running back news that came out of Sean Payton's press conference is Javante Williams is playing in this preseason game against San Francisco coming up on Saturday. This dude sustained an ACL, I believe it was week four last year, against the Raiders. And you sometimes have that natural thought, hey, is he even going to be ready for the start of the regular season? <laughs> He's playing the preseason. Like, they're, they're not even waiting with him. They, they feel ready to play him. Uh, Sean Payton said 10 to 12 plays. Going to be smart. Try to get him three to four carries and maybe even throw him a pass. You know, Stoke, earlier you mentioned you love it, man. You know, we're not bubble wrapping people. If you're ready to go, you're ready to go. Cease, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think it's great because I want Javante to gain even more confidence in that knee. And we saw it on the very first play of training camp. We're out here. It's all fresh. Everyone's excited. DenverSports.com zone. And, like, you see him slip. And then he gets up and he bursts two times, two cuts after that. And he, in the slip, you couldn't really tell, so it wasn't like a major slip. But you saw him gain confidence in his movement. And this is what he needs to do by, I don't want to scare everyone, taking a hit. I want to see him take a hit, Stoke. I yeah. want to see him get back up, know that his knee's okay, he's good to go. And, yeah, he's just one of those freak recovery guys like an Adrian Peterson. I'm not saying 2,000 yards, but when George Payton in this, at the Combine says he could be ready week one, I was like, George, you ain't got to lie to kick it, George. But guess oh. what? George was telling the truth. Look, I, I, um, 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. If you're ready to play, you're ready to play. If you're healthy, you're healthy. Let's go. Like, I, and, I, and I think, you know, ultimately I love just the approach from Sean Payton with all of this, right? Uh, like, we are going to try to, you know, play our best football early in the season. And it might not be our best football, but guess what? We're not going to look as rusty as we would if we didn't play in preseason games. It's important. It's important. Why are preseason games important? Because, you know what? You don't have opportunities out here to play real football in practice. This th- That is it for you. And so if you want to, you know, start the season off as fast as possible, then you need to take advantage of every opportunity that you have during preseason games to get some work in. If you're healthy, Javante's healthy. Okay. Hey, let's go. Let's rock and roll. You know, this is – you only have 17 games. That's it. And and you can't – I think as a coach, you know, and it's hard to do, right? And, and, and I play the game, and I played it when I – played the game um but the game i'm talking about is like well what if this guy gets hurt what if this guy gets hurt Kyle right. would stink to lose someone but at the end of the day you just got to say you know what i got to look at the whole football team and i got to look at the first week of the season the second week of the season to see how you know we can play our best football early and this is the right way to do it well and speaking and look i'm no doctor but to the specific injury you know coming off an acl you guys can correct me if you're wrong. I, I can't remember a recent case of somebody like, you know, two weeks or three weeks is going to make a difference to re-tear your ACL. Or that, that just doesn't seem like something that commonly happens. It's right. more just about confidence in it or maybe not overcompensating. All right. And what's interesting, it was more than an ACL. That's what's really fascinating because guys will come back sometimes around a year. We're still a month and a half away from it, even being one year from his injury. So that's startling, but then it's starting to realize, like, it's multiple ligaments in that knee, but he's out there performing. He's showing good burst. He's showing some speed. He's not a fast guy, but, like, he's doing what he needs to do. And to Stokes' point, I'd rather have the rust knocked off, right? Why Why do I want to go into the game against the Raiders and not really know about Jamonte? I want to know. You know by playing him, and this is the game you do it in. And you know who else knows? And, and going to find things out. The coaching staff. Yes. They need to know. Yes. Right? Not just him, but they need to know, like, how much can we use him early in the season? What does he feel like after getting hit the next day? Like, uh, how does his body recover from this? Like, okay, now you have a better idea of going into the Raiders game. Well, let, well this guy can handle 20 carries. Or it's probably going to be a 10-carry type of game for Javante, you know, early in the football season. So you need a plan as a coaching staff of how to handle a guy like that. You don't want to put too much on his plate early on. But if he can handle it, let's rock and roll, right? He's your best back. And so I think um, – you know, we have we we haven't talked about you know the coaches and 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 their game planning and and how much they play him in the regular season. They need to see something from him. Boy, and, and I'm going to tee up with this C, so don't don't go too crazy with huh. it. But man, you want to talk about the difference from sport to sport? Look at the gap of time between Javante Williams' injury and coming back and Jamal Murray right. sustaining essentially the same injury. Right. And two years later, but it was just sort of a, a nature of the but sport. But it's also a confidence thing. You know, yeah. it's a mental thing, and we all love the way Jamal did come back. So I'm glad that Jamal did It worked did out. That we time. won. And that's it. That's the thing. Does it work? I don't want to go barnyard psychologist on you or Dr. Phil, but, like, how's that working out for you? Did it work with Jamal? Yes. Good. I'm glad. He didn't need to rush it back. It would have been nice, sure, in a whatever world, but, like, this world is the world that the Denver Nuggets won the championship, and we all love that. So with Javante, hey, is it working? Well, it looks pretty good to me yeah. out on the practice field. Hey, Cease, before you get out of here, and we've been talking about the backs, but uh, Sean Payton mentioned that Marvin Mims yes. is going to play in the preseason game. He's the Broncos' highest-drafted player, and 
honestly don't feel like we hear a lot about him, haven't seen a lot of him. Right. What are your expectations, and what, what are you looking for for him uh, against the uh, Niners on Saturday? He's getting it. It's ramping up with Marvin Mims. The route running's already there. The soft hands are already there. And I said before training camp, he might be their best receiver. He's just got to get up to speed. He won't be their best receiver this year. That's Jerry Judy. He's going to catch 80 passes this year, maybe even more. Cortland Sutton's really going to push for more targets because he's back. But do not discount the ability of Marvin Mims. That young man is getting the route running down. He's already finding out those soft spots in his own. Stoke, he's getting that in the cover two beaters. Like, where do I line up? How do I use my body? These type of things. And he's going all out. Yeah, um I've been a little bit disappointed. Uh, he's been he's been banged up though. So, I, but they want him to play. They want Marvin Mims to play. You you can tell. I right? love that. Um, yeah, but the only way that you can figure it out is by throwing him out there early and often and getting him a lot of reps. And so, yeah, uh, I'm expecting to see a lot of Marvin Mims uh, on on Saturday. I, I think they need to figure out like, can we trust this guy? And that's what you have to do with a lot of young guys um, is ask yourself, can we trust them? And so, I think we'll see a lot of Marvin Mims, and hopefully he. Um, you know, hopefully it makes a lot of plays. Cease, it's been a blast having you out here at the DenverSports.com zone all throughout training camp. Uh, uh, I Stoke put it earlier, and I think he's put it well. Kind of feels like it's time to, for training camp to be done for us. I'm yeah. definitely over the uh, 4 a.m. wake-up calls, but it, it's really been a blast, and we can't thank enough Ford and the F-150 Lightning all-electric and built for a tougher power, and they still don't drive off on that thing. we still got about nothing. I love that thing, by the way. No, it, it, it's pretty wonderful. We're going to see you later today in Orange and Blue today. Tell Orange and Blue about today, it. yeah, 3.30 p.m. on our digital channels and also my practice report at denversports.com. We will check that out when we come back. Mike Kliss will join us. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for tough. I'm Rod Sharon in for Zach Bye today along with Brandon Stokely. It's our final day broadcasting across the street from training camp. And one of our great friends, Randy Ross Tennis Center, been extremely hospitable to us. So thank you to Randy Ross Tennis Center. Let's head out now on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. My main man, Mike Kliss from Nine News. Uh, Mike, training camp's wrapping up for us. Uh, it's wrapping up for the fans. But uh, as you talk to Sean Payton today, it sounds like training camp is not wrapping up for the players on the Broncos. No, it was always uh, a, a fine line. Preseason always went longer than training camp. And uh, p- apparently because it's three weeks instead of four in preseason, uh, they, they kind of go simultaneously. So Sean Payton says it's on to next week. with the And, and of course, that's going to be a grind. That's going to be a tough one for the players with the joint practices against the Rams. But it sounds like... Uh, they'll be able to leave the hotels and go back to their home starting next week. So in a way, uh, camp, uh, a big part of camp, uh, some of the veterans will be uh, able to get back to their own beds. And and that's one thing that they don't like about camp after a while. And so uh, that that part, at least, that uh, part of comfort will return to the veterans. Yeah, I'll make sure I say a, a nice little prayer for him, uh, Mike. Uh, it's gonna be really so difficult training camp. I just feel so bad. Okay, for him. no, you were. I always, I always heard you were the first one out of the hotel. <laughs> well, yeah, of course I was. Right, I was actually doing two a days, Mike. Um, uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Talk, talk to us about uh, what what 
Sean Payton said about the approach offensively. How many snaps we're going to see Javante? How many ta- snaps we're going to see uh, this offense out there on Saturday? Yeah, he said 20 to 24 snaps for the uh, offense. And I think this last game it was 20. So uh, uh, nothing nothing a whole lot different. He said 15 to 18. And so I wonder if that means if they don't do well, will he send them back out there for, you know, snap 25 to 26, 27? But Javante, who uh, didn't participate in the team drills today or seven-on-seven, he got got the legs uh, off today. He's going to get 10 to 12 snaps. Uh, In a perfect world, Sean Payton said three to four carries and maybe a catch. So see how it looks for Javante. Bring him along. P. Ryan's been looking good. They used uh, Jaleel McLaughlin. Looked like he moved ahead of Tony Jones, and, and Beatty's been hurt. So maybe a little more McLaughlin in this game. Uh, that would be good to see. Hey, Mike, earlier we were talking about McLaughlin because uh, Sean Payton was answering a question about kind of styles of running backs. He called it uh, his joker position, and he mentioned Reggie Bush and Darren Sproles and Alvin Kamara, who are all you know, very you know, sort of household names in that. And then he kind of unprompted brought up McLaughlin and, and, and called him a candidate for that role and somewhat compared him. And now you're mentioning he's sort of mo- – it seems like moving up the depth chart a little bit. Is this somebody we need to be planning and expecting to maybe play a pretty significant role in the offense this season? Not yet. Not yet. I wouldn't I wouldn't go there yet. I wouldn't put him uh, – you know, Reggie Bush was the number two overall pick, and this, this kid was undrafted. And so um, – He's he's exciting. He's got, you know, he's got some speed. He scoots. You know, that's that's the way. He all of a sudden he's through that line, and reminds me a little bit of Philip Lindsay when he was with the Broncos as a rookie, undrafted rookie in 2018. And it was kind of strange. Uh, you know, Philip Lindsay, they're basically about the same size. You know, uh, Lindsay may look bigger because of the hair. I don't know. But they're basically about the same size, had the same quickness. Lindsey had back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing years. And then, you know, I, I think because they didn't uh, like him in the pass pro, you know, they would they started blitzing every time Lindsey was in the game and he struggled a little bit catching the ball. All of a sudden, uh, you know, Lindsey, that, w- that was it. So um, he didn't have much after those first two years. So, he, he I mean, he was playing, but... And then uh, with McLaughlin, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I'd be surprised if he winds up, you know, having that bigger role right away uh, with the Broncos because they have two big horses in front of them. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, they're, he's he's vying for that spot. Uh, whether he gets it or whether they sign another back, uh, off, you know, when when the when the cuts come, come waiver time to set the fifty-three man roster. That remains to be seen. But he is exciting. I know you'd hate to lose him. I'm not sure you get him on the practice squad or not. But um, he's definitely got a chance. Yeah, Mike, uh, last one here for me. Uh, updates on the injury front for the Broncos. Yeah, they're they're really in pretty good shape, I think. Um, uh, Baron Browning will be a while into the season. May, he might be halfway before he comes back. Riley Moss, I think, is going to miss uh, probably the first couple weeks of the season. But it's looking good for McGlinchey being ready for the, you know, for the opener. He's been on the side. We didn't see Brandon Johnson today, um, and, and but he was progressing toward coming back from that ankle injury he had a week ago. I think they're I think they're in pretty good shape. Um, 
Simmons has the uh, groin pull, but uh, he's been on the side a lot. He should be okay. I mean, for the Raiders, I think they're in good shape. Yeah. Um, you know, for this game against the 49ers, you know, I don't think Sertan will play. I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, I think they're in pretty good shape. Hey, Mike, last one. One guy who uh, Sean Payton did say will play against the 49ers is uh, the rookie Marvin Mims. Uh, feels like it's been kind of quiet in the preseason. Uh, do you have any idea what we should maybe be looking for if we're in the game in San Francisco and what sort of role he can carve out for himself, uh, especially in light of you mentioned Brandon Johnson's injury, but also Tim Patrick and K.J. Hamler's absence this season? Yeah, I think he'll be their third receiver. And, um, you know he's got some he's got some speed he's uh he's he's a little bigger than KJ Hamler taller and uh, he was set back a little bit by the hamstrings both at the end of OTAs and mini camp with one hamstring and then another hamstring held him back at the start of training camp uh, they held him out of the first preseason game he will play against the 49ers uh, he talked to us a, a little bit and um, you know with uh, with the media after the uh, press conferences today and, um, you know, he's going to be a returner for him, too. I, I think a punt returner. I think Traymond Smith, the way I haven't seen yet, will be the kickoff returner. But I think Marvin Men's got a chance to be the punt returner and um, and number three receiver. And and he'll be a he'll be a weapon. You know, they need he's got speed and they need that on this offense. Uh, Judy's shifty, but not a not a breakaway guy. And, and Cortland, of course, is a big body physical post-up type guy so i think um mims he's got a chance to have a nice year especially when russell when 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 in doubt russell likes to check it deep right and that's what marvin mims can do for him mike kliss our nine news broncos insider mike a whole interview we didn't ask you one russell wilson question that's how how you know it's the end of training camp right there yeah he's doing uh He's gonna he's gonna be out there for those twenty to twenty four plays and he's looked good this week, guys. You know, I, I think that last drive, uh, Sean Payton was saying, uh, you, you know, he put him out there for that fourth series as a confidence builder, wanted to get him a little confidence, and that's exactly what happened. It looked like uh, Russ was thrown with authority, um, thrown with decisiveness here uh, this week, and see if he carries yes. it into the game against the. 49ers. We'll see if we can carry it in. Thanks a lot, Thanks, Mike. Mike. Appreciate it. Mike Liss, our 9 News Broncos insider on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Again, the last day of training camp 2023. You're the worst. You don't even ask. You didn't. We won't, we won't even ask him. He just still answers the question. Mike, we got, don't want to ask him. He's kind of making that. the point. We didn't ask him, but he answered it anyway. There he goes. Mike. There he goes. On cue. That's how we know it's the end of camp. But I don't even have a Russ question for you. At no this question. Point. We're good. We don't want to talk about him. And then Mike talks. About it. Oh, man. Huge shout-out to our guys at Con Construction, <laughs> a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design-build projects for over three decades. That's Con, K-A-H-N, construction.com. We've been at their spot uh, for these last couple weeks at training camp. Uh, we've had a great time and are very, very appreciative of them. So, Stoke, as uh, training camp, quote-unquote, is closing, at least we're all leaving, and we're beginning to move to the next phase. we got multiple preseason games, and we're, we're it, it feels like one chapter's opening and, 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 or closing, and another one is opening. I'm curious for you, heading into the San Francisco game, what you need to see. We'll find out and ask you that when we get back. 
Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. Last day at the DenverSports.com zone, looking directly across the street at the Centura Training Center where the Broncos held training camp. Last day, uh, our, our analysis has been brought to you by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. I'm Rod Sheeran sitting in for Zach By today, who is on assignment. Uh, to my right is the now standing and uh, squirming every time he hears that. Brandon Stokely uh, will never let Zach live this down like ever. You know, it's training camp. I mean, it's uh, it's a big deal. Um, Roby Day. And we try to hey, man, be you here some and, and um, you know, see it through. Like, when you start something, you want to finish something. You know, like, I, that's what I try to tell my kids. That's how I was brought up. Like, you start it, you finish it, right? And um, and today was the last day. It's Dude. like I was so excited to finish this thing off with them. And, um, you know, just kind of, like, You're you know, that's, that's what You're we do. And, unfortunately, <laughs> yesterday he just decides to, you know, yesterday. Like, uh, take the day off. Oh, I like, know it came yesterday. I heard about it. But right. It was yesterday, yes. Yeah. By the way, so, my favorite but, post I saw of anybody all throughout training camp was from our friend James Merrillat at denversports.com who took a picture of a fan leaving practice while it was going on wearing a Bradley Roby jersey. Perfect. <laughs> and just fitting. Very was, fitting. Yes. You know, he didn't make it all early. the way through it. For those that don't know, it's just, I mean, it's a several-year-old inside joke of Bradley Roby just essentially didn't want to go to practice one day. He just called in. Just, he just called in, and hence the birth of Roby days. And Zach Bike decided for today to be a Roby day and good for Zach. I hope he's having a lot of fun. Stoke. Hope he's having a miserable day. I, I know because well, you're a mean person. You're I a hope mean he person. shoots 140 on the golf course. Oh, the, you know I've never heard you put that kind of juju on somebody yep. in terms of playing bad golf. Yep, and that I mean, is that's about right where I'm going after you. That's right I know where it I'm is. going. So hey, it is what it is. I, mean, I hope he shoots I mean, 130. Well, he's shoot 130. You're putting that on him, Ricky. He's going to shoot 130 regardless. I just hope he shoots 10 more shots worse. I mean, it's it's still bad, bad to worse to awful. I mean, it's terrible. So there you go. It's not going to be good. Broncos are playing the Niners on Saturday, preseason game number two. Uh, it's beginning to take shape a little bit for us in terms of who's going to play and how much they're going to play. You're just joining us. Sean Payton said earlier today, Javante Williams is going to play. He's going to play in the game coming up against San Francisco on Saturday. Uh, Sean Payton said 10 to 12 plays, three to four carries. And they're going to try to throw him a passes uh, in the game as well. This is less than a year removed from ACL uh, surgery. So that's the headline. That's the big one. He's not the only one, though. Marvin Mims, rookie, is also going to play in this game coming up on Saturday. The starters, in general, kind of excluding Javante, they're not going to have him play as much. We're hearing 20 to 24 plays again for the starters in game two. So all of that said, uh, Brandon Stokely, the person who's looking for results and not process, shout out to Slareth and Evans, what are you looking for in this game on Saturday? I think now I'm, knowing this. Yeah, my number one thing is this offensive line play better. Right? That's It's important, obviously, those guys up front to get better, to play better. If you watched Hard Knocks, you saw Robert Sala just rip his offensive mm-hmm. line. Right? And, you know, it's hard to be a good offense, a consistent offense, if your offensive line uh, doesn't play at a, at a better than what we saw last Friday. So I think, you know, the biggest takeaway for me, man, if I could come away and say this offensive line, man, I feel so much better about them. I think I would feel great about everything overall after two preseason games. In a world where you can't have everything, if the offensive line looked better, 
but you saw a step back from, yeah. say, Russ. Yeah, How are you feeling yeah. about it? Well, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know come that's on. life. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, look, I, that's my number one thing I said is my offensive yeah. line. Is, well, not mine. This offensive line yeah. playing much better. If they do that, I will feel, you know, much better. Now, if Russ doesn't play good, that will take some away of the, the excitement and the joy of the offensive line playing better. But I will hopefully we'll get Russ back up to speed. Okay, that that's where I, that, that that would be the next uh, step there. But you know, got to got to get this group playing better. I mean, Russ can't operate getting hit uh, like he got that hit uh, against the that Cardinals. Was, was, and they're, they're bad. They're not like a you know we're not watching T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, right. and, you know Miles Garrett. And those guys, uh, uh, Micah Parsons, get after the court. I didn't even see, heard of these guys that were hitting Russ. Okay, so and we're staring down Max Crosby week one. Right, and um, he got sacked fifty five times last year. 55 times last year, Russ did, right? Some are on him. That, yeah, of course, of course. But that's just too many. Yeah. That's way too many. Uh, and he got hit a ton more times. And he and he got hurt two or three times last year. If he, if he gets hit that many times, he won't play 17 games. He won't play 15 games. So, and boy, from he, what we saw from uh, Jared Stidham, Oof. Yeah, he ain't the answer. That ain't a good thing. And Danucci ain't playing. the answer either. So, like, you know, it's it's need, need to keep Russ upright. Need to keep him um, from getting from taking a lot of a lot of hits. He, he's got to stay healthy. And and so last year wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough um, on on last Friday. But uh, you know the resources that they put in this offensive line, it's got to be better. Ben Powers, Ben Powers, big money. Hey, show up, play better. You know, um, can't, Bowles. Can't into Russ's Bowles, let's Bowles-y. go. You're a veteran player. Now, look, sometimes it takes you a while to get back up to speed. I know he was hurt last year. Need to see better. That, that left side of the offensive line can't be like, you know, um, Swiss cheese. It just can't. It's got to be much camp, better. If I wrote down the five offensive linemen, I think uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, Cush might have been the one everyone was most worried about. He appears to be the most consistent player on, up front right now. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's um, <laughs> you know, you can kind of hide at the center position. Right, you can kind of hide there a little bit, um, but yeah, he, he's been he's he's been fine. That's the least of our worries right now. I'm texting Jeff Saturday to that right now. That's he, right. He can hide. He That's can right. Hide That's what he did. All he did was hide, hide like, Mark, like Mark did. Oh, just like Slareth did, just hid over there. Just say, hey, who, who's the center? Tommy Nalen. Tom, Tommy, Tommy, slide this way. Help me out. I need a little help. I can't remember who it was. Help few, oh, it was help, Quentin help. Nelson. The year Quentin Nelson was coming out, and you were like the new age guard, Mark. Yeah, the, the athletic guard. The athletic guard. Yeah, not the stiff. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're the worst. I'll tell you what. For me, it's all about Javante Williams. Now, this is the Javante Williams game for me. This, If the Broncos are going to be good this year, I feel like Javante Williams is going to have to be good. And we're going to see him now on Saturday night. And I know it's not a lot of work. I mean, Sean Payton's already saying it's only going to be three or four carries. And I'm not asking him to, you know, truck somebody or carry dudes. I just want to see that he looks confident, that he looks like Javante Williams. That would be nice. Yeah, I mean that that that's a that would be a huge positive moving forward. I just don't know what kind of impact we're going to see from him early on because I don't know what type of um oppor- how many opportunities he's going to get early on. I'm sure he's going to be on a pitch count, right? When do you think early in the season he's going to be on a pitch count or do you think he's just know. like I don't know. You know if if they cut him loose, put it this way. He's Ahead of schedule from my perspective because I didn't expect to see him playing. I didn't think he'd be out there the first day of training camp. He was. I didn't think he'd play in the preseason. He's gonna. 
So if you follow that trajectory, it's not crazy that they could go into week one against Vegas and be like, hey, no restrictions, he can go. That said, even if he is healthy, he's a dude his whole career. He's been splitting carries, going right. all the way back to Carolina. And then obviously when he first got here with Melvin, he's always been splitting carries. So he's, we've seen one game off the top of my head without even looking at his box scores, uh, Stoke. One game where they gave him the ball a ton, and that was that game at, at Arrowhead. That's the only game I can think of where they just fed him and fed him and fed him and fed him. It hasn't really been his career, so... I, I got to believe, even if there are no restrictions, I still think Samaje Pirine is going to get a fair share of the love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way they're going to play it early on, especially, is uh, to share carries. I mean, and you don't want to wear out one of these guys early exactly. in the football season. Injury or no injury. He's coming off this injury. Let's be a, a little cautious with it. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I think that's going to be the plan, which is fine. I like Pirine. I like him a lot. Uh, he's good in the passing game. He's tough, and, and uh, he runs the football hard. So. Uh, I don't think that's a huge negative to get Shamaji Pirine on the football field. But, yeah, I, I, I like that. You know, with, with Javante, obviously that's high on the list because he's such a dynamic yeah. football player, and he's such a, um, you know, he's that guy that, I mean, he just, he, he, he you know, Philip, like Philip Lindsay here, we've talked yeah. a lot about Philip today for yeah, some reason. He's been compared a lot. But, to yeah, uh, but I'm going to compare him to Javante. Okay. How about that? Okay. Uh um, do you know where I'm going with this? No, no I know I, you. I, I, I know you. No one does. No one does. My interest. No Mr. one does. Stokely. Exactly. That's what I do. <laughs> I pique people's interest. Um, yeah, he's the Energizer Bunny. That's what he is, right? Philip, like when he would, when he yes. would, you know, catch that pitch outside or hit it up the middle and, and like Boom. get up. Now, now Philip would get up with a little swagger. We yes. don't really see that from Javante, right. but the way Javante runs the ball. That's contagious, mm-hmm. right? He like a guy's in the hole. That middle linebacker's in the hole, and he runs through him. And he runs him over. He breaks a tackle, breaks another tackle. That gets your offense going, right? That gets the juices flowing. And they, the Broncos don't have many of those types of guys. They just don't. And he's one of those types of guys um, that can just bring that juice and that energy to the offensive side of the football. And um, so I'm excited. I'm really excited about seeing him back out there. They sure, you know, they missed him a lot last year. Um, and, and hopefully he can have a healthy year. And if he if he's a, if he has a healthy year, look, he's he's gonna he's gonna play great. He will. Fun fact, as you mentioned it, and feeding off the backs, and you, you mentioned Philip Lindsay. If Philip Lindsay got over a hundred yards in the time he was with the Broncos, and we know they haven't won a lot of games the last few years, right? You ready for the record? One and zero, two and zero, three and zero, four and zero, five and zero. They were six and zero if he got over 100 yards rushing when he was on the team. So to your point yeah. of that, you know, feeding off that energy from the running back, and I know they're, they're different styles of players, but I, I get right. the premise of what you're what you're sort of explaining here. I want to shift gears to the passing game, though, because we talked a lot about Mims coming. We just had Mike Liss on. He expects Mims to be the third wide receiver this season. Mims is going to play on Sunday. You were a rookie wide receiver in this league. What should we be watching for? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's not easy. I think these guys are more prepared. Uh, with the passing game and translating it from college to the NFL, than obviously back in you know 1999, it's a little bit different now. Um, so Crazy Cajuns were running that uh, pro style offense uh, concepts. We were throwing it a little bit, but not like they are now. <laughs> you know, and they're doing it in high school, uh, so it's uh, it's a little bit different now. Um, so I look, I was just expecting to see more from Marvin Mims early on in camp. Now he's been hurt, he's been banged up, and, but it's obvious. If you're out here watching, that they want him to be the third wide, and now there's a there's a there's a vacancy there. 
because it was Brandon Johnson was moving in uh, when they went three wides, and, and now he's hurt. So they're giving this guy all the opportunities. I just don't know. Now, do you think he can be a slot, or are we going to insult Jerry Judy and move him into the slot? I'm calling it that now. Right, yeah, I know. Him. I know. You insult, insult me him. now. Um, I, 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 just, I know Jerry is, 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 is sensitive. Is that fair based on his past stuff? So I don't want to be delicate. You said it, not me. I want to be delicate. I, I don't well, want to offend him. I love Jerry. Huh? It doesn't sound like he called him sensitive. Being sensitive is not a bad oh. thing, though. Coco Lana should probably say huh? pretty, pretty no, positive. No, thing, no, it's, know, it's not. I can tell you, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to be sensitive. Um, uh, I know because I work with a partner who's very sensitive. Not every me, day. No, yeah, yeah. He's on no, assignment today. I, uh, I think. Um, no, I, I, I think you do a little bit of both. You know, you, you could uh, with, with Mims. He can play outside, and I think you could see him play inside. I think he's one of those types of receivers. So uh, I think you, Judy. Um, and I, I don't. I don't think that's a. Um, and, and it shouldn't be an insult to Jerry Judy. I think that should be a compliment if they move him. You know, because when, when we're talking about people, it's like when we're, we're two wide receiver sets. You know, we got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. But when we go three wide, I think you're going to see Jerry bump down to the slot sometimes, and whoever else comes in, whoever that may be, and, it, and they'll probably have different personnel groups. Where sometimes it might be Mem, sometimes it might be you know Nate Brandon Johnson, whoever. But that's a that's a compliment to Jerry Judy. Like you're versatile. You can play inside, you can play out outside. Guess what? You're going to get more opportunities, right. and you're going to be more valuable to the Denver Broncos. So when it comes time to renegotiate that contract, now you're more valuable to them. So it's not a, it's not an insult at all. It's uh, it's actually a, a a compliment. I remember when uh, I saw an interview with Larry Fitzgerald because you may remember late in his career they yeah. moved him into the slot. He'd always been outside, and he did say that it, it was a tough pill a little bit for him to swallow initially. Right, but it wound up extending his career dramatically. Yes. To affect the player. Yes, and I think for, for you know, I, I don't really recall everything that happened with Larry Fitzgerald then. But I remember he went know, back to being like he, a 100-catch dude. Right, man. yeah, and, and, and look, you know, he doesn't profile as a slot receiver because no. he's a bigger body. Uh, he's not like a, a speed type of quick guy, but he's a big body, great route runner, and does all those things. So he doesn't really profile, but that just shows you how great of an athlete he is and how great of a wide receiver he was is that he was able to do that and be very, very productive that late in his career. So, uh, But certainly, look, the Broncos need a slot receiver. If it's Jerry Judy, it's Jerry Judy. Like, we, we got to figure that out, and, and Jerry Judy will still be a starter. You know, he's not going to be coming off the bench, uh, so he'll still be a starter for you. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I just don't know, you know, I, I don't. I just don't know about Marvin Mims. You know, I, I don't. I don't know if we can trust him right now, and and that's what we need to find out. And that's what this coaching staff needs to find out. You know, can we can he trust show you him? something on uh, Saturday that would make yes, you trust him? Yes, of course. It's about results. Go do it. Right. Don't try saw, to do it. Go do it. There. I saw you slip in the results. What? I saw you slip in the word results as we oh. in this process results thing. I saw it. Oh, I didn't. I saw, I didn't yeah, yeah, I yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I looking at this Ramoslot.com text. Uh, Schlereth and Evans are the best show. Not sure why you guys keep swinging outside your league, Stoke and Zach. Know your role and shut your <laughs> mouth. That's Mike Evans on a on, yeah, on like exactly. a on a, uh, a burner cell phone right there, isn't it? And KKFN, KKFN HD One, Longmont, Denver. Um, that's yeah, that's Evans. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> uh, that, that was pretty good, though. That was pretty good uh, by that uh, person. Um, I just I just think that with when when you look at Mims. You got to gain the trust of this coaching staff. You got to go out there and do it, and that's what I want to see. I want to see him play a lot. I want to see if we can count on him week one. Um, but the only problem in this situation, uh, Roz, and and if you have a name, throw it at me. I can't mm-hmm. think of one uh, right off the top. But who who else is going to be that guy? 
who else is going to be that third wide? Well, to come I mean, in? I heard so much early in camp from uh, you know Taylor Grimes, Taylor Grimes Leo, right. Leo Jordan Humphrey, and you know, Marquez Callaway because right. he had this. Callaway could be Hayden. a guy that comes in again and 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 either play the slot or play outside, and Jerry Judy bump down. So yeah, there, there's some candidates there, but no one really jumps out like it's going to be this guy. Right, and so there's a there's a great opportunity here for for Marvin Mims. But look, this coach's staff ain't gonna baby him, you know. Um, this coach's staff ain't the morning show. They're they, they're gonna want to see results. They're not gonna just baby him and just pat him on the back if he's not getting the job done. They need to see results. They want to see results, and and that's why I like this approach from Sean Payton. But he's got to play. He's got to play a lot. I want to see him play a lot. I want to see uh, Jaleel McLaughlin play a lot. Right. I mean, that's how that's the only way that you can see if you can trust a young guy. Um, when it matters the most on game day. Stoke is slinging these arrows, and Schlereth and Evans are catching strays for the DeverSports.com yep. zone for the last time. 